Welcome to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. I am your host, the one, the only, Helen Connor. So, like we always start every episode, it's only right that I begin with the Morgantown Weather Reports. That's right. I know that's what y'all here for. So, right now in Morgantown, West Virginia, it is a balmy 32 degrees. Looks like we got a high of 44 today. It'll be mostly cloudy, even though there's a, a chance of rain at some point. Uh, so we will see about that. Uh, tomorrow we got snow coming. We just had snow last week and we got more snow coming tomorrow. It says snow showers, 50% chance of precipitation. Um, I didn't say anything about actually accumulating anything though. So we might just have some snow going around. Uh, high around 39 and then uh, low around 18. Then for the next 10 days, let's see. Supposed to snow on Sunday, 70% chance, 80% chance of snow on Monday. And then we're going back up to, well, we hit 42 next Wednesday. So, yeah, uh, exciting times here in Morgantown, just, just like always. So, how is everyone doing today? I'm so glad to be back with you. Episode 192. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my episodes with George and Marcus. Hope you enjoyed my ridiculous hot takes about Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James being overrated. Um, (laughs) I agree with Marcus, though. LeBron really doesn't want to play with Westbrook, and he's carrying the team by himself. And this isn't how he wanted to spend his twilight years in L.A., especially after just winning a championship two years ago. And Aaron Rodgers, uh, I mean... (laughs) I don't like the fact he has to be traded. Um, that was more cannon fodder for George, but George took it in stride, and he believes Aaron Rodgers will re-sign with them. So, I mean, whatever, George. That's that's fine. But always great getting Marcus and George on the show, and um, hopefully we can uh, get together a few more times this year because we we all, that's the only time we got together all last year, um, all three of us, actually, which is crazy. So we're going to do things a little backwards today. Because normally, I will say my recommendations for the end of the episode, but I've had this list that has been saved since April 13th of last year. Uh, that's last time I updated it with recommendations. So I'm just going to read these off, knock it off, and then get rid of the recommendations list, and then just kind of um, add those into the show topic topics as we proceed forward, going forward. Uh, so the first recommendation, <laughs> and this is real... Uh, uh, no, it's 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 actually kind of old because this movie came out in 2020. It's a kids movie. It's the Trolls World Tour, uh, the Trolls Two, the official movie. Um, if you follow the Trolls, they they have a TV series. The beat goes on. That was on Netflix. I don't know if they're still making new episodes, but the second official movie came out in 2020. It was one of the first movies that I recall being released um, to homes when everything got shut down, and we rented it once or twice before it officially hit streaming a few months later. And it's cool. It's not the first one, but it has its moments. Um, Of course, what I'm there for is really the soundtrack. I'm not the biggest fan of Justin Timberlake still, after his whole flannel fiasco on top of what he did to Janet all those years ago. Still, and his weak-ass apologies that he's given, like, Britney and Janet here in recent years. Um, He's he's still a talented singer, singer, though. Uh, he, he has a couple joints on here that I really like. Anderson Pack 
who's really gotten a lot of exposure in the last year thanks to Silk Sonic. Uh, he had he actually played one of the characters in the film and had some dope songs. So and then of course uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, who plays the lead Poppy, she has some dope songs as well. It's just a fun soundtrack, you know. Like I I like the soundtrack more than I like the movie. I feel like the first one I like the movie and the soundtrack about the same. Even as an adult, guys. But um, if you if you just want to pop on something that you don't got to really think a whole lot about and you enjoy the grooves of it, I recommend the soundtrack for sure. And I guess same for the mo- the movie, even though I always recommend the first Trolls first. So uh, there's your first recommendation. Second one, uh, an album by Wolf Jones and Jim's, Jim's called You. Now, Wolf Jones is someone I actually know personally. Um, he used to go by the name of Bastard Wolf. Um, he's a local artist around here who's been doing his thing for, God, maybe maybe about 10, 10 or so years. And he, he has a crazy studio work ethic. So he's ha- he has like maybe 10 different projects on streaming under the names of Bastard Wolf and Wolf Jones and uh, just Wolf. And that's W-V-L-F Jones, by the way. Uh, this uh, project with Jones came out. It came out in 2020, I feel like, maybe 2021. Um and it, it's just a, a short little, it's like an EP. It's like maybe five or six joints. But Wolf is just rapping his ass off on every track. And the tracks, the beats that are produced by Gems are fantastic. I was a big fan of it. Um, I told him so. And he's like, thanks, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm trying not to cut so much I re- this year. That, that's one of my actual resolutions. I'm trying not to cut so much. Uh, but yeah, he said he hates it. Uh, he it was just a concept idea, and apparently it's probably his most well-received project, and it also came from a very personal place for him. So he's not the biggest fan of it, but if you want to check it out, again, that's Wolf, W-V-L-F, Jones, and Jims, J-E-M-Z, and that project is called You. So it's on streaming everywhere. Next one is Pink Sweats, um, and that's Sweats with a dollar sign in case you ain't up on that. Um, I wasn't up on it. I caught a video of his sometime within the last two years or so, and I was like, "Oh, this this song's pretty cool." So I finally threw his uh, this Pink Planet album into the playlist, and I listened to it, and I I was just blown away. Every song in the album is is very good, um, and I recommend Pink Sweats for sure. I haven't checked out any of his other music. I just checked out his 2020 album, I believe it was Pink Planet. So Please do yourself a favor if you're into um, into the R&B um, side of things and into those kind of vibes, and it's, it's a very good project. Uh, going back to the hip-hop side of things, West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. I don't know if this is my first West Side Gun project, but easily my favorite member of Griselda. Um, shout out to Conway. Shout out to Benny. But... uh. West Side's my guy, man. I, I just actually, I, I haven't listened to the projects he released last year yet, but I just finished a, a project not that long ago, and we're going to do a little podcast in 101. I know you missed it, because it should be right here in my recent albums here. So let me just pull up my albums, and let's do the last, let's do the last month. Fly God. I listened to Fly God uh, here in the last two weeks. And I think Fly God was the, la- the third 
West Side Gun project I've listened to. And West Side Gun is one of my favorite artists out right now. Um, the ad-libs, the voice, like everything about the guy is just crazy. Um, I love it. I believe he recently posted something on Instagram about having to go to the hospital and the ambulance, everything like that. So hope everything is okay. Um, West Side, I know that you posted that uh, you're doing better. Um, but, you know, uh, just always got to watch your health, guys. Take care of your chicken, as Marshawn would say. And, uh, yeah, shout out to West Side. And definitely check out Pray for Paris and Fly God. So let's throw that in there. I also, last year or two, <laughs> um, discovered that Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park fame was actually um, streaming on Twitch. And he was doing it like four or five times a week. And I, I think he still does it, actually. I, I haven't been following him anymore. But he would get on there, and people would actually send him tracks. And he requested these tracks, obviously. And then the ones he would like, he would um, reproduce their song, essentially, and do it on streaming. And it, it was actually a really cool thing to see. Um, and then I found out, I was just being nosy, because I remember the, the Fort Minor days and Rising Tides and, of course, the... Um, the mixtape that had uh, one of my favorite songs of uh, Lincoln, my Lincoln Park of uh, Fort Minors, which was the the SOCOM, the S the S C O M, the Sweet Child of Mine joint that that is on that mixtape. That thing is just crazy. Always like that Fort Minor song. So I was just like, let me go see if he's if Mike Shinoda's done anything on his own. And it actually turns out that not long after uh, Lincoln Park lead singer Chester uh, actually passed away. Uh, probably within a, like six to eight months, Mike sat down and, well, he didn't just sit down doing one take, but he made an album called Post Traumatic. And the first half of the album is pretty heavy with dealing with um, Chester taking his own life and his emotions with that. And then it, it's actually just a really dope rap album, man. It, it's not the same vibe as Fort Minor. Of course, they are done years apart. Uh, Shinoda's grown as a person. And... Shinoda's never been he he can hold his own in the mic but uh, he's never been like a lyricist per se but if you want to listen to a dope rap rap a dope rap rock album I recommend Post Traumatic so uh, there's another recommendation now this guy just talked about his most recent album of Lauren 2 just a few episodes ago that came out he put out an uh, EP EP in 2020 called The Imperfect Storm. I'm talking about Wale, in case you hadn't picked that up yet. And I loved The Imperfect Storm. Uh, it, was, it was everything that I want from Wale Project, which is dope beats, um, witty wordplay, clever hooks. So, and it, and it wasn't overly long. Like I said, it's an EP. He got in and got out. He made some dope joints. And he just made a memorable um, EP. And if you haven't checked out any of his other EPs, like when he got released from Warner Brothers, I want to say, um, before he made the um, Damn That's Crazy album or or Wow That's Crazy album, uh, check those out too because I think those are very good as well. Wale, when he when he's contained within a certain song frame, he I feel like he really knows how to highlight the best songs. When you give him a full album, sometimes he can go a little crazy, but I, I, I'm always a fan of Wale. Always a fan. 
Last one is Royce the Five Nine, the allegory. That was his last album that he put out in 2019, I think. And I'm deleting my recommendations now. So goodbye, recommendations. I'm the last one. Not as big of a fan of of the allegory as I was Book of Ryan. I really like Book of Ryan. I actually re- went back and re-listened to Book of Ryan leading up to listening to the allegory. Um, but I did enjoy the allegory um, as a fan of Royce. Uh, my man had some anti-vax thoughts, which I had no clue about. Because I, I just listened to this within the last year or so. And I was like, oh, and, well, this is before... This is before COVID vaccine. This is he's like blaming his son's autism on vaccines and stuff like that. So wasn't the biggest fan of that, but we all know Royce can wrap his ass off. And ass isn't cursing. Um we all know he can wrap his butt off. And so if you're looking for some dope lyricism, some dope beats, which uh th- he actually produced a lot of the songs on the album, as well as some as long as well as some dope melodies and things like that. I always recommend Royce to Five Nine, so check out the allegory. And I believe, well, he's always working on new music. I'm pretty sure Prime 3 is in process from what Premiere said on his YouTube channel not too long ago. But Royce is probably working on his next album as well. So be on the lookout for that as well. Okay, next topic, now that the recommendations are done. Happy 6th anniversary to Hyphen Nation. That's right. Now... Usually, I've made it a point to sit here every year, and I'm going to turn my mic up just a little bit. I've made it a point to sit here every year and be like, all right, we're going to do the state of the podcast address. And then I sit here, and then I go through the stats of last year and tell y'all, I'll be like, oh, man, we did. Like in 2019, I did all those episodes because I was doing twice a week. And I was like, yeah, I did this, and it's gotten... And uh, it's gotten this, and and I had all these stats, and then I was like, yeah, and these are the goals for next year, and everything like that. Uh, you know, I, I just had, I, I was like, and and I was leading the way to be a, you you know, the flagship show hyphen podcast group. I'm like, yes, this is how things are going to go, and we got this in the chamber, and all these other great things. We're going to do all this stuff, and <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, one, <laughs> I don't know if you may have heard this before, and I've tried to explain this before, but I did episode 149, Race to Black Enough Mountain, about growing up black in West Virginia and my struggles with my race and my identity growing up. And I felt like, oh my God, I'm never going to make another episode that good. So how did I respond to that? I convinced myself that I should quit doing this podcast thanks to Maps. Well, not thanks to Maps. Maps supported the idea. And then I decided halfway through my state of the podcast address on episode 150 that I was quitting the show and I would no longer be doing hyphenation. And I was convinced it was a good idea. I went to bed, woke up the next day. Maps gave me some an outro and an intro to it. Put it out, had it all ready, told Angel and Aaliyah, they said you shouldn't stop your podcast because you love it, and I changed my mind and I added an addendum at the end of 150 saying, psych. 
Um, I, I try to justify what happened on 151 and other episodes. I don't want to rehash it, but I think it's important to keep bringing up mistakes I've made in the past, so to speak, as to not repeat them. So from there, I did eventually do a state of podcast address, which is 154. And then last year, I did not do one, I don't think. Let me see. I'm checking. I'm checking. Ah, here we go. Apparently, I I did do one in February of last year. And it says, I deliver. Oh, and look, look here, here on episode 178, I detail what caused the hiatus at the end of 2020. Okay, that, that had nothing to do with uh, me wanting to quit the podcast. I deliver what may be the best day of the podcast address yet. Um, okay, <laughs> so that, that, that's fine. I don't even know what it says. Um, go, somebody go back and listen to it and tell me what it says. So I'm sure it says something along the lines of, I'm not keeping stats anymore. I'm just trying to make the best episodes possible. Yada, yada, yada. So just for the record, here are your stats for 2021. Okay. So that episode was old audio. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six. That episode was old audio. Seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I made a total of 15 episodes last year, guys. Um, Which is probably my low, it might be my lowest total. I, I think it would have to. Let, let, uh, see, I told you I wasn't going to do numbers, and here I am doing numbers. Um, Because by the end of the first year, I was around episode 30, I believe. Oh, I need to do another questions episode. I need to send out those feelers. See see what I get back. Yeah, so by the end of 2016, I had done 27 episodes. By the end of 2017, I had done 45 episodes. So that's, so the, yeah, so I was a little, so 45, 27. Um, why can't I do math? Let, let, I work in a credit union. I probably shouldn't say that on here. Somebody like, I heard your podcast at work. I'm like, what podcast? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. (laughs) Okay, 45 minus 27. Okay, so I did 18 episodes the second year. Let's see. Then we got 45. Nope. We got 80. Minus 45. I did 35 episodes in 19. I did a whole, or 18. I did a whole bunch in 19. We already know that. And then in 20, I ended up doing, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So yes, my lowest output. I said all that just to say it's my lowest output of the year, of of the five years, now six years that hyphenation has been around. And I'm perfectly fine with that. 
as crappy as that may sound. Um, I, I kind of alluded to this when I talked about it, when I came back after the Derek episode and I did the musically speaking episode and things like that. But I'm, I have my own goals in mind. I'm working on different projects. I, I would like to bring you an episode every week. Sometimes that's not going to happen. But my goal now is no longer to bring you an hour-long episode every week. My goal is to at least give y'all a quality half-an-hour podcast, which is better than no podcast at all. And that way, I feel like I can at least deliver content in a more timely manner. Plus, I kind of got over a lot of things that were hindering me last year. Like, Like I said, the whole thing with Derek, I was majorly distracted by YouTube and trying to learn that whole craft, which I'll probably talk about on a YouTube video <laughs> at some point. Um, maybe, maybe I'll talk about it on the pod. But we're here. I'm good. You're good. And that's all that matters. I appreciate y'all being here. Still, after six years, I didn't, I, damn, is six years the longest commitment I have in my life next to how long I've been with Angel and how long Aaliyah has been alive? I think it might be. I think it might be. Um, I, I've been on my job a little longer, but that, there was a breakup in the middle of that, but I came back. So, <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I, I'm glad to have six years. Um, no plans on stopping. We're going we gonna to keep riding until the wheels fall off or I truly bring the podcast to an end and, when I do that, it will be for real. That's next time. I'm not going to play no games and be like, psych, no, at the end. It's going to be a, fi- a final episode. I'll let y'all know when it's the final, final episode. I hope. <laughs> next topic, man. Uh, I want to just, real quick, just want to send a shout out to um that album that never came out, I Can't Feel My Face, with Joel Santana, and I dropped my um, USB thing I was holding. Shout out to uh, Joel Santana. Joel Santana and uh, Lil Wayne. That album never came out called I Can't Feel My Face. Matt actually asked me and Easy the other day what was the biggest album that was supposed to come out but didn't come out. And while we all alluded to Detox, one of the first ones that popped in my mind was I Can't Feel My Face. Uh, which was supposed to come out in what well, I'm thinking like 2007, 2008. If if they had been able to get their stuff together, because of course, what had happened is Joel's dropped his second album, What the Game's Been Missing. Wayne was coming, was in between of the Carter two and Carter three on that incredible mixtape run. I know some songs ex- existed. But I think what really kind of hurt things was, of course, Wayne exploded into a mega, mega star after Carter III. Um, Jewel's, I don't really know what Jewel's was doing from in between what the game's been missing by the time he got locked up. But he, he wasn't doing doing music, meaningful music. So I really, really like to hear that album. So I'm not going to spend any more time on this, but uh, shout out to Can't Feel My Face. Um, maybe someday we'll get it from the vaults. Because T-Pain did end up putting out the T-Wayne album, in case you weren't aware of that, which I've never listened to, but maybe someday. Um, 
I'm going to just use Wayne to transition into another topic, though. So next topic, I can't tell y'all how pleased I was to hear Wayne pop up on this guy's album because I didn't really read the track listing. I just started it and pressed play. And then when Wayne's verse came on near the end of the album, I was like, yo, Wayne's on this. And I was genuinely excited. I don't know why. I just was. The album in question is Dawn FM. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Hyphenation is part music podcast at this point. So it is what it is, okay? If I'm talking about music every episode, it is what it is. Just just stay buckled in. Keep your arms inside the ride, okay? Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather here. Special shout out to B Hyphen and Handsome Bane for the WrestleCast Power Hour, and it's available everywhere. Podcasts or streams. So everybody check them out. You know the Godfather will, and it's time once again for everybody at the Hyphen Podcast Group to come aboard the whole Smelly latest sweaty marks. So Dawn FM was my first full album of the weekends that I listened to. I had never listened to a full project before. I had tried to listen to The Weeknd back when he first came out with the mixtapes back in the day, House of Balloons and Thursday. And I was like, this isn't for me. So I never really committed too much to listening to The Weeknd like that. And let me pull up my Spotify because I know I'm going to need it. Here we go. So I enjoyed his work on Take Care, obviously. I like some of his radio singles. When the I Can't Feel My Face era began. Was that Starboy? I didn't think much of it, but then the 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 Michael Jackson comparisons really started coming through and then weekend was genuinely trying to do mic dance moves and live performances and i i wasn't hating on him for it but at the same time it was like i see where you're filling a lane that has been dearly departed since for real since michael's last album drop which was 2001 but i still don't think i'm a big fan plus that i feel it coming song it just kind of grossed me out, man. Because <laughs> I know The weekend's nasty, man. I was like, dog, you did a whole song about ejaculation like, and made it a radio song. Screw you, weekend. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> so, but I watched the Super Bowl halftime performance. I thought that was cool. So I've never hated the guy. I just never found myself to be a true fan. So the old Spotify was on random, on shuffle, as the kids say, not too long ago. And shuffling across Spotify came this song from Starboy called Die For You. And I saw it come across and I was like, eh, I don't know, because I was driving. And I was like, eh, I'll just leave it. And Die For You goes hard. It goes hard. I was like, 
this is the first weekend song that I really truly love. This first one. I, I, I know I like this song. This is a dope song. Listen to it a few more times. I was still impressed. So I just happened to, when was it? Like maybe last Sunday? Yeah, two Sundays ago? I don't know, because I just finished the album. So maybe it was on Sunday, uh, for Saturday I woke up and people were talking about he dropped the album of the year. I'm like, who dropped the album of the year? Like, what, what is going on? Um, so I, I checked it out. Let me check this release date. So yeah, it just came out on January 7th. So it's like the 8th and he dropped the album of the year. Like, who dropped an album? Or, and talking about album of the year. It was Dawn FM. And I was like, you know what? Since I am... And I'll, and I'll see if I can come back to this, talking about my music cha taste changing. Um, since I am in the business of giving pro giving whole projects a chance, I'm just going to start playing Dawn FM. As my only weekend album that I've had full exposure to, I think it's his best album. <laughs> but it's also a damn good album. Um, the concept is Dawn FM is a radio station. So there's... There's liners and commercials and things like that, interludes. But the album is really well written and, and really well. The vocals by The Weeknd are, are incredible. Um, some of my favorites, I Heard You're Married. That's the Lil Wayne joint. That, that song's dope. Less Than Zero, a fan of that one. Here We Go Again featuring Tyler. Dope. Um, my man got Quincy Jones on here uh, telling a story about when his mom was taken away in a straight jacket when he was eight years old. I knew that story from the Quincy documentary, which I've recommended before on the Barack Obama approved World's Greatest Podcast. So go watch that on Netflix now. Um, Gasoline is a dope song. How, like every song on here, I really enjoyed it. But what really threw me, like how from How Do I Make You Love Me, it goes to Take My Breath. Take My Breath has been out on radio for months. And I always thought it was good, but I played that joint on this album and the flow of it. And I was like, damn, I got another favorite weekend song. I got a fav uh, favorite weekend album and now a favorite weekend song. Just like that. I, I wasn't prepared. So I have been depriving myself of the weekend's music for so long just because I thought I didn't like it 11 years ago. Then my Spotify was on shuffle again and it played Six Feet Under from Starboy and that song's dope. And Future's on that song. You hear that, Marcus? Future's on that song and he was killing it. No credit. So I, so I guess I'm a fan of The weekend now. So uh, as I make my way through my playlist of albums. I'm going to um, throw some of his older projects in and see if I enjoy those too. Cause I actually did. Cause I think house of balloons is on streaming. That is in one of my playlists. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So we're, I'm going to see if it's was just me back then, or if um, I maybe I just understand his music a little bit better now. I, I, I can't really call it. So Got can't feel my face. Got sixth anniversary. Got the weekend transition from the weekend. This is a sidebar topic. 
um, I was just telling Marcus, because um, I, I was actually going through hyphenuniverse.com, uh, the notebook section, hyphenuniverse.com slash notebook. That's where, our, that's where my blog is. All my writing that I still have up publicly is there. I was going through it because I was adding images to posts and stuff because I needed it done. And I read this um, line I typed on this article called Why Do I Need to Like It? about how I would prefer listening to um, listening to Rich Forever, which we all know Marcus thinks is hilarious. That was my second favorite album of the decade of the 2010s over to Pivot Butterfly. And I'm going to pull up the exact um, screenshot that I sent Marcus because leave it to Marcus to um, not just pull out the Rich Forever reference, but he went and found... Um, he of course found something else that I had sent to him and, and made a thought on it. So what I wrote, this is 2015. I mean, I'm a simple fan. I think I can't stand Boozy's voice, but I love everything the two chains puts out though. The lyricism he says I shouldn't while I understand and appreciate the pimp of butterfly. Chances are I'm going to choose rich forever over it. If given a choice and that's okay because I don't need to like everything that comes out. Just like my friend doesn't have to like everything that comes out. That's all right. As music connoisseurs mostly because there's far too much music coming out every day to get to to get to get it all, like in the Stone Age rap blogs. And just because I don't like an artist's music doesn't mean they suck. Um, this was in reference to uh, the, the homie Corey, rest in peace, um, and his then-girlfriend uh, talking about how much they like Young Thug. And I, I didn't like Young Thug. And they're like, you got to try, you got to listen to Young Thug, you got to listen to Thugger, you got to listen to Thugger. And I was like, I don't like Thugger. I don't like Thugger. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like Thugger. Like nothing they could say could convince me. And then I wrote this article a few days later saying that I don't have to like their like what they're listening to and they don't have to like what I'm listening to. Um, but at the same time, I shouldn't say that an artist sucks or they make crappy music just because I don't like their music. It's just not for me. Same, like Just like with The weekend, I don't ever remember saying I didn't like The weekend or I hated The weekend or The weekend sucked. It was just that I didn't, the, his music wasn't for me. So Marcus comes back with this. A couple things. As a lyricist, you actually should like 2 Chains. Every verse, he's super engaging, clever, and he clearly articulates what he wants to say. I think the way we, overall, think, think of as being lyrical is a bit skewed in the wrong direction. And then he said, I was never big on To Pimp a Butterfly, even though it is a socially stellar body of work. There are at least half a dozen Ross projects I listened to before To Pimp a Butterfly again. Which is understandable. To Pimp a Butterfly is a very heavy album. And it's funny that we're talking about this in 2022 when To Pimp a Butterfly is ultimately, and damn, is ultimately what brought us together on, on Hyphen Nation in the first place and brought him into the Hyphen Podcast group fold as things are today. Um, I came back with, I appreciate his lyrics more now. Talking about 2 chains. Considering I had stopped rapping by then, I definitely didn't understand the nuances and skill Titty actually possessed. Called him Titty because Titty Boy. I was really listening to music from a high horse for years that my gut instinct was to look down on it. Stove God Cooks, for example. Marcus had passed me the link for the Stove God uh, Cooks uh, CD, Reasonable Drought, when it came out two years ago. Three years ago, almost. And I started listening to it, and I was like, man, this, he sucks. He sucks. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And Marcus is like, why don't you like it? And I tried to explain to him why I didn't like it. And I went back and reread it. And it, I just sounded like a snob, like a, a true snob. Like, what, what, what the hell? And then 
when I started listening to the full projects in my playlist, I got to Jay Electronica's album. And this is like last January, February. I listened to it, the one that Jay's on. And I listened to that whole thing and I was like, eh, it's okay. Blah, 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 blah. And Mark is like, why don't, why didn't you like Jay Electronica? I was like, I don't know, man. It's a bunch of words. Didn't mean anything. <laughs> and then I think I got back to listening to Reasonable Drought in my playlist, The Stove Guide. And I loved it. I don't know what happened. But I realize now that I was being a snob about music. Because not only um, because I, I used to make music, still make music now, um, because I'm a rapper myself. But I had developed such a high standard of being able to enjoy a song that whenever something new came along, if it didn't grab me in the first five seconds or it sounded different than what I'm used to, I just automatically was like, not for me. This is terrible. Since I listened to Jay Electronica and since I listened to and I enjoyed Two Chains back then actually. I just thought his his he was really simple. Um is kind of how I saw it. Like I was like I thought he he was simple. We made simple songs that were catchy, but I got I understood what Two Chains was doing back then. But at the same time, I still kind of looked down on him at the same time because it's like, I I personally thought I could do better. And then I held that same kind of, um, I held that same snobbery against all other music I was listening to for years until literally last year. So I truly had a hard time enjoying music. I was, I was stifling myself which is crazy to to do that. And I didn't even realize I, I had developed that kind of ear until, I don't know, once I got to Stove God and then once I started listening to some more uh, recent music that wasn't like the boom bap and stuff that I, the J's and the Nas's and the stuff that was being released, even Kanye, like 2013, 2014, that era compared to the era we went into now with with the trap and, everything else. You just got to enjoy the song for what it is, man. That's all it is. Like you either like it or you like, you don't like it, which is fine, but give it a freaking chance. And I wasn't giving anything a chance. So I've went back and re-listened to albums uh, here recently that I didn't think I liked a couple years ago and hearing them in a whole new light now. So that's crazy. And that, that bridges off from the weekend. Uh, just that idea that I was able to somehow overcome my disability <laughs> when it came to uh, listening to music because I was being a snob. I uh, I learned what it was like to listen like to com- I learned what it was like to listen like a common man again. That's what it was. Last topic, man, and this is this is an easy one. I don't know what to do with my hair. <laughs> This is the, let's see, I first grew it out in high school, did cornrows for a while. My dad relaxed my hair. He burnt my scalp. My hair was relaxed, but it was a mess. And so anytime it wasn't braided, which is every couple months, my hair was all over the place. I eventually ended up cutting it off. Grew my hair out again in 2000, 
2003, four-ish, early 2004. Got braids one time. Had, got Angel to take a picture of them for uh, the Minds Mixtape Volume 2 cover. And then immediately cut them off. Next time I tried to grow out my hair would have been 2011-ish, I feel like. And I got a little bit of fro, but then Angel and I um, broke up um, for a summer. And so I cut my hair off to get a fresh start. And that was that. Then I don't, I think I toyed with growing my hair a few times since 2011. But in uh, 2020, August 15, 2020 was the last time I got my hair actually cut. And I don't know what it was, but I was like, you know what? I want braids again. I want to see if I can grow some braids. I'm 37. I want to see if I can grow my hair long enough to get braids. So that was what the mission was. And in April of last year, I went to a local spot named Amina's and got my hair braided for the first time. And I loved it. And then it stayed in for two whole weeks. Next time I got my hair braided was July of last year. And I got my hair braided and it lasted for a week. And just a few weeks ago in December, I got my hair braided again, dropped 90 bucks. And it stayed in for two weeks before I could not take it anymore. And I proceeded to rip it out of my hair. The braids, that is. So now, as you can see, for those of you watching on YouTube, I got my little mini fro. I'm tired of doing the wet scrunch curls because, let's face it, I'm going to say it, I look like a penis when my hair lays like that. And penis isn't a bad word, kids. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do dreads. I, I don't have the desire. They might look nice on me. I don't want to do twi I don't want to do the two-strand twist. I don't want to learn how to braid my hair because I'm extremely lazy, even though Marcus suggested that. So it's either trim it down and keep some of the hair for now, or it's go back to the low season. I do want to say I have learned an incredible amount about my own hair in the last, we're on our way to a year and a half, because before I would just, Wake up in the morning, pick my hair, rip the hair out. Thanks to YouTube and individuals like King Brill and uh, Juwan Gaines, I, I learned about things um, that would help my hair instead of doing that. So I actually started a little hair routine. I, I stopped washing my hair every day, which is something I'd done for years, even with my, I was always washing my scalp because my scalp would get greasy. I... Um, started conditioning my hair once a week, and then I'd wash it in condition, which I still do. Um, I stopped picking my hair dry. I started doing the shake method, which is how I ended up with the, the curls, which I didn't even know I had the curls until I got my hair braided in April. And then that's how my hair looked after I got out of the shower and I conditioned it. And then I was just like, damn, this don't look bad. But the longer my hair gets, <laughs> the more it, it forms a mushroom shape around my head and I hate it you may have seen it a time or two either on my social medias or on my uh, 
or on my videos. Um, when I get the hair right, it looks amazing. When it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. And most, to other people, it's fine. They're like, they don't think anything of it. But it bothers me. So, uh, I don't know. I, I do not know what I'm going to do. I'm giving it till my birthday, which is the 22nd, to decide what the ultimate fate of my hair is going to be. Whether that's go completely back down, whether that's try to trim it and just have some hair, which I don't think would look bad. I'm looking at it on the in the on my monitor right now. But the problem is that the front has a different curl pattern than the rest of the hair. And so because of that, it doesn't always look right. <laughs> so if I were to cut it down, I don't know, man. But as much as I love having braids in, I don't have the money to drop on them all the time. I don't have the patience to learn how to braid my own hair. And then, get it, it, I, I feel like going back to the low-maintenance style might be the move. I've enjoyed having hair, though. Um, I don't know. There's just something. There's just something a little swaggy about having having your hair. You're having having the hair hit right, man. I mean, it's one thing to have a good lineup. Shout out to Sam, my barber. But uh, it's a totally different thing to have the the curls, so to speak, looking like they do. But I, I'm just thinner up thinner up front, and have a different curl pattern, and. I possibly could have a George Jefferson situation going on at some point if I keep it up. So the Caesar may be making a comeback sooner than later. You've been listening to Hyphen Nation, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, hosted by me, Kellen Conley, just in case you forgot. You can contact the show at b-hyphen, at gmail.com. My social medias are at b-hyphen on Twitter, the b-hyphen on Instagram, and hyphen universe on Facebook. If you want to go through hyphen podcast group, you can do hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, at hyphen pod group on Twitter, at hyphen podcast group on Instagram, and hyphen podcast group on Facebook. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. That's right. Always keep that in mind. Try to have genuine interactions with people. Try to have genuine good interactions with people. Because you never know what the next man or woman is going through and your kind actions or words could save their life or someone else's. So always remember that. F. Kyrie Irving. I'd been fine if he got his ankle broke the other night. Um, please be safe out there, everyone. Uh, still dangerous times. It's your choice, obviously, but I do think you should be triple vaxxed, and I do think you should be masking up whenever in public setting in public settings. That's just me, though. Just be safe, and think about others. I don't think I'm doing the words of wisdom segment anymore because I, I felt like I said the same thing like millions of times, but you know. 
that's what happens when you do 192 of these bad boys. <laughs> Man. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, go ahead and give the show five stars and leave a review if you want. Let me say that again. Leave a review if you want. That's more clear. And if you do leave a review, I will be sure to read it on the pod, good or bad. But if you can give me five stars, that's cool. Also, on Spotify, there is now a rating system, and you don't even have to leave a review. Just give give the pod five stars. Just do it. Do it. Do it and do it now. Yeah. Do it like that. Is there anything else? Apologies to Playoff P, who I saw was one of the leading vote-getters in the Western Conference for the All-Star game. That's cool, Playoff P. Good for you, man. Shout out to Chicago Bulls. Shout out to the Raiders. Shout out to the Raiders. We're in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. And Derek Carr is not hurt. And we're playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. I'm excited, man. Go Raiders. R.I.P. John Madden. R.I.P. Betty White. Man, Raiders in the playoffs. Um. Oh. Hyphenuniverse.com is the website. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the bell notification if you're watching this on YouTube so you never miss an upload. Never miss a pulse-pounding episode of Hyphen Nation because you can tell right now I'm really pulse-pounding if you're watching this. And hyphenpodcastgroup.com, that's important. And that's it. So I appreciate each and every one of y'all to listen to the sound of my voice. Really means a lot, guys. Mean that. And we gonna keep this thing rocking. Happy six years, hyphen nation. And I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. Production.